1: Here is your host, Kathy. Hey, welcome to the Strictly Anonymous podcast with Kathy. If you want to follow the Strictly Anonymous podcast on Instagram or Twitter, follow me at Strict Anonymous. If you want to follow, oh no, if you want to be on the show... Uh, because you have a secret life that you want to talk about or you just need some unprofessional advice. I love giving advice and helping people. Uh, Send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. You will remain anonymous. It's called Strictly Anonymous because nobody knows who I am. Nobody's going to know who you are. I'm going to change your voice you make up a name, just tell the truth about your story. Uh, If you want to leave a confession, a short one, a quick story that you think you just want to get off your back while remaining anonymous, call my confessions hotline. It's 347-420-3579. Again, 347-420-3579. That number, you could call it anytime. The number in case you're driving and you can't write it down is going to be in the description. So go there later and call it in. Like I said, you call in anytime. (laughs) Today, I have on a guy named Joey who's got a foot fetish. But let me tell you, we talk a lot about other things as well. He talks about, you know, his fetish for feet. Um, But like I said, he just had so he does. He's done so many other things. The most interesting thing he did, he has done is like hook up with like couples and guys and the story about how he realized he was into guys is very interesting because it's a hitchhiking story okay (laughs) it's a hitchhiking story that led to his first guy and guy experience but the details about it is like pretty fascinating and it's interesting the way it you know came back around and and shaped who he is today he uh it's also interesting how he started having threesomes because it it happened through his foot fetish uh, so, you know, the foot fetish thing is there, but there's all these other things. He's very into pegging with his girlfriends and always has been. He's kind of like a bull. He's kind of like a cock. He's very good at switching. He's into foot fisting, all that kind of stuff. We're going to get into it. So I'm going to be right back on with Joey.
0: This is the Strictly Anonymous
1: podcast. Hey, Joey, welcome to the Strictly Anonymous podcast. How are you today, this morning? morning.
2: I'm great. How are you?
1: I'm good. So listen, Joey, you sent me a couple emails with a lot of information in there. A lot of times it's I don't have to, the time to read through all like very lengthy emails, but I remember what stood out for me. In your emails is that currently you're a guy. You have a lot of things going on. Not only do you have a foot fetish, not only are you bisexual, you also have like a cuckolding thing going on. So my natural first question is always like, are these things that you know happen behind? I'm assuming your married, wife's back, or are these things that you're out in the open with?
2: No, I'm single. Okay, you're single. Um, I'm single, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm sort of the third man in. I started coming into a cuckold relationship. And, oh. Uh, uh, I guess you want to call it the bull.
1: <laughs> you're the you're a white bull. Are you the guy that I said or you're the white bull? Because I have a guy that wants to come on and talk about being the white bull. Is that you, or is it another guy? This is just a little part of It must story. be another guy. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I have a lot of white bulls calling in. Um, okay, so you're a part of a threesome. You're the guy that comes in to another couple. Cu- couple.
2: As as a rule, yes, but I hadn't set out uh, to do that exactly. I liked I like threesomes, and uh, the idea of bisexuality appealed to me, mm-hmm. and uh, sort of wanted to combine uh, my foot fetish into that.
1: Right. Well, how did you meet the couple? We'll start with this right now, and then we'll go back. But like, really well, quick, okay. since this we're is, talking
2: this about this, Okay. This is a very yeah. recent couple. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is a very recent couple. We've had three uh, three. Uh, weekend-long encounters so far. Um, I met them through uh, a dating application online, believe it or not, it was a foot fetish dating
0: Mm -hmm. application,
2: and uh, uh, I was amazed that it actually got to that much, you know, uh, I looked at some profiles, I spoke to some women, and they were looking, in a lot of cases, for straight or bisexual men. To participate uh, in in uh, sex with their husbands or their significant others.
1: Interesting. What's the so, app called? Yeah, very so, interesting. Yeah, what's the app called? In case there's other foot fetish guys out there that want to know about this app. <laughs> say that.
2: Say that part again.
1: What's the app? What's the app that you use? What's the name? Oh, uh,
2: sexy, sexy foot dating or something like that. I can't uh, off the top of my head. Something, Something something to that effect. Okay, cool. So in, I think there's, there's probably about three or four different sites that are devoted to that.
1: Right, but that's interesting. I just find it interesting that there's people on there that are, you know, like there's couples on there looking for a guy to come in and not only, you know, sort of worship their feet, we but all, be with well, the guy, too.
2: Like I said, it wasn't that wasn't my first approach into yeah, that. It was basically yeah. hooked up uh, based on, on the foot fetish, mm-hmm. but then uh, in the first couple of ads that I answered uh they were looking for, in both cases, the women were looking for somebody else to join them, uh, her and uh, her husband.
1: Yeah, that's interesting.
2: Yeah, and they actually had a foot fetish thing going on as well. I guess he wanted to see her with somebody else that had a foot fetish. Uh, that worked out fine because that plays right into my wheelhouse as well. I wanted to see that as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then that went on from there. And then the fact that they wanted somebody that was uh, by or by curious, that was also something that uh, that appealed to me.
1: And so how did you meet them? And what was like, what's the how did they look? What's their what were their demographics compared to you? You know, where did it all go down?
2: Well, basically it was an exchange of emails, mm-hmm. of course, at first, mm-hmm. uh, and, uh, and then we got together and had a drink and, you know, the standard fare that you would expect, um, and uh, we spoke quite frankly, which was really refreshing because usually there's a lot of, you know, these kind of things are nerve-wracking to a certain extent, and people have a tendency to hem and haw and get nervous and uh, hold back and be inhibited slightly, but... The fact of the matter is that uh, that it was based on a foot fetish website, sort of, uh, you know, uh, through caution to the wind, essentially. We're talking about real things right off the top, which was really refreshing. You know, you don't usually talk about things so frankly right away. But well, most people don't anyway.
1: Well, do you mean when you're hooking up with people in this kind of situation or do you mean in regular life?
2: I think in regular life, because okay. you don't just walk into a place and announce that you have a foot fetish and say, hey.
1: Of course, you know. yeah. Well, they're right. They're in a weird way. Sort
2: of something that you break into.
1: Yeah, but in a weird way, it's easier with these people, because you're coming in straight up like, this is who I am, and revealing probably oh, exactly. more to we them.
2: Had, we, had a, we had a common denominator right after that.
1: Yeah, and you're revealing more to them than you are someone else, so it makes sense that that kind of a meeting would be more revealing than a regular one. Cause most people are wearing, walking around with a mask on in their regular life, right? Here you are well, in exactly. your secret life. You in your sleep. <laughs> yeah. In your secret life. Like you're both meeting on the same page where you know that you're into something, but what do they look like? What are their age? What, do, you know, what's, how old are you? What do you look like? What's the attraction there? Like paint the picture. Well,
2: I'm I'm actually 57 years old uh-huh. which is very strange or very not strange but very unusual in this kind of a scene uh, but it's not an inhibiting factor for me
0: uh-huh.
2: uh, physically or mentally um, I still feel like a kid and I still have the kind of energy that a kid would have and uh, they themselves are in their early 40s uh-huh. this couple is in their early 40s which I found interesting you know there's there's a I don't. I don't look my age at all, so uh, that's a good thing. And I'm in. I'm in great shape. I'm in great health. Uh,
1: but what? What about them? Do you have a certain type when it comes to a guy? I mean, you went in knowing that this guy was bi, and you'd probably be hooking up with him as well.
2: Well, this sort of goes way, 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 way back to my very first experience with a guy, and, mm-hmm. and I think. Uh, I I don't uh, I, you know I, I can't see myself as ever being beyond just boy mm-hmm. because I don't look at a guy as, in terms of his looks or yeah. his mannerisms or anything It's strictly sex
0: mm-hmm.
2: and so uh, um, it was primarily axed on the woman I mean you know I mean if she had beautiful feet if she had beautiful eyes and hands and, and was slim and uh, very sexy that's that's really the basic de- denominator right. that I was looking for. And, and this girl so had that. Pardon me. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Tell me what she
1: that. looked like. That's what I'm trying to get at. That's what I'm trying to get out of you. Oh, she's very, <laughs>
2: very, very pretty lady. Yeah. A very, very pretty lady. I mean, she's uh, uh, the the virtual definition of, of uh, a MILF. Right?
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: You know, the she's just very pretty. Has very had a very sexy mannerism about her. Uh, moved very fluently and cat-like, you know, which I find is a huge turn-on. I'm I'm always, I've always been into girly girls, you know.
0: Yeah,
1: uh
2: uh-huh. It really turns on a great deal. The way they they move and uh, the way they handle things, the way they look slyly, uh, uh, how they react to a simple touch, you know, that kind of thing. So, I mean, it was, it was... uh, like right away, you know. I mean, the, there was no red flags whatsoever at our first meeting when we met for a drink. All three of us were sort of very enthused right off the bat. We didn't we didn't proceed to a hookup right right then and there. Mm-hmm. I mean, we would set the stage. Uh, we set the rules that we were going to have a drink and and then sort of go to our individual corners and mull it over and get back together and talk it over. And but it, we we hit it off.
1: Mm-hmm. And then, when did you hook up, and what happened?
2: Uh, it was it was a weekend later.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, we spent uh, the week sending back and forth some emails and and pictures and stuff, and uh, talked about some specific uh, likes and dislikes and ground rules, and if there were any, uh, there weren't. <laughs> and uh, and then we got together. I, I met them, believe it or not, at their place. Uh, mm-hmm. Because I figured they were they were two thirds of the equation. I thought, well, geez, it's only fair, you know, that we should be on the turf that they feel most comfortable. in. I mean, had they had they wanted to go to a hotel or something like that, I was keen on that too. But they were they were quite okay with uh, going to their place. Mm-hmm. So we had some very good trust uh, uh, issues right off the bat. You know, I mean, I felt confident with their their discretion and vice versa.
1: Yeah, but so what happened to oh my God, I gotta pull the shit out of you, yeah, get to what happened there at their house,
2: oh boy, uh well, uh <laughs> there was a grand total of about five minutes of initial shyness
0: mm-hmm.
2: and uh then essentially we got right into it. I mean, they were sitting on the couch, I was sitting on a nearby armchair, and uh the whole time he was he had his hand on his on his wife's thigh. And uh, and she was dressed very pr- provocatively, um, and she had oh, amazing open tote sandals on, and uh, she looked delicious. And, uh, and he, he saw where my eyes were going, and it was perfectly obvious you know, what, what, uh, what I was keen on at that particular point. So he brought her legs up onto his lap and started playing with her legs and, and her feet, which were pointed closer to me. And then after a little while, uh, he invited me to come on over and, and partake.
1: <laughs> right, with him and her. I mean, you, you hooked up with both of them?
2: Well, it started, started off on her, but as soon as I started on her, I took her shoes off and I was rubbing her feet and, uh, and her toes and, and such. Uh, and then when it got a little heavier, when I sort of got the nod from him that it was okay to go ahead and and kiss her toes and lick them, then that's when he sort of stood up and got undressed. He was fully aroused right off the bat. And uh, that worked out fine because so was I. So I got undressed as well. And as a matter of fact, she was, she was the last of the three of us to get undressed, mm-hmm. incredibly. But I think it was it turned out to be part of her thing that she wanted to see him with another guy as well. Right. So uh, So she was the observer at first, you know. And, um, so, uh, we started, uh, touching each other, he and I, and, uh, we were both fully aroused. I mean, uh, it was like right off the, right off the bat. Um, and, uh, he took one foot, I took another, and we both went to town on her and, uh, and, uh, we gradually undressed her. Uh, we wanted to be i don't know we didn't even say so but i sort of feel as though we sort of want all three of us to be naked before we actually started anything any intercourse or any penetration or uh or anything of that nature and any oral or anything but we were um shortly thereafter all all three of us naked and then um i started uh looking up her legs from her feet upwards and um Order pussy, which was totally shaved. It was really beautiful. <laughs> and uh, as soon as I got there, then, uh, well, I, I started, I started doing oral on her. Mm-hmm. And while I was doing oral on her, he started doing oral on me. Okay. And her foot at the same time. Right. Which was very interesting.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Very, very interesting. And then essentially we, we did a lot of that, and then we essentially switched roles. He, he and I, he he did oral on her, and I did oral on him and her other foot at the same time, which was a dream come true for me. You know, it was really quite something.
1: Now, was this the first time that you had been with a guy? I mean, you did say that there was your first experience oh, no. with a man, oh, right? Right. So let's go back. No, no, I
2: haven't. I haven't had. I haven't had a hell of a lot of experience. A, a number of years ago, I, I. I gone hitchhiking, well gone hitchhiking, across the country hitchhiking, and I got picked up by a guy to drive me a certain uh, distance, but I hadn't had a shower yet for a while, and he asked me if I'd had a hot meal. I mm-hmm. said, no, it's been a while.
0: Mm-hmm. And
2: he ended up bringing me back to his place, and he had a roommate. Mm-hmm. And he, they were gay.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, I'd never ever touched a guy before. I'd never even entertained the notion of being with a guy before, and they, they both tried to uh, gently touch me after I took a shower and had a meal. Um, I sort of gently brushed them off, you know, letting them know that I wasn't into that. And they said, and they were very gentle about it. They they didn't insist on anything. They said, well, do you mind if we go ahead and have fun ourselves? And I said, no, by all means. And they did it in front of me. And um, it had the desired effect, or the effect that they desired anyway. It really turned me on to watch them and was very, very explicit. And, um... They tried again and I participated with the two of them. And that was the only other time that I've ever done it. And that was a number of years ago, but I'd remain curious about it and had it in the back of my mind, you know.
1: Good news. Strictly Anonymous podcast is looking for people to call into the show. So if you lead an interesting, naughty secret life that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous or not anonymous, if you're out and proud, that's cool, too four two oh three five seven nine. You could call that number twenty four seven. I change all the voices on the confessions too, so you remain anonymous. The number, the website, and the email address will all be in the description. Wait so a around. second. This is fascinating. I've never had a guy. I've never had a, you know, a hitchhiking story on before. Let's just go back a second, okay? <laughs>
2: I was 17. <laughs>
1: okay, so a couple of years, it wasn't a couple of years ago. It was many, many years ago. So you're a young guy. It was many years ago. Yeah, you're yeah. A, yeah, you made it seem like it this happened 3 years ago. You're a you're a young no, no guy. Me. Okay, 17. You're hitchhiking. Mm-hmm. You decide to hitchhike across the country? Yes. Yeah, that's interesting. Okay, so you wind up getting picked up by a guy. Now, is he a trucker, or is he just a guy in a regular car? How old is he? You're just 17. a guy in a regular car. Okay, how old is a he? a guy in a regular
2: car, yeah. How old was he? On his, How old were... Around. Oh, they were both in their 30s. Okay, they so... They were both in
1: their 30s. Right, so he picks you up. He's obviously cruising.
2: Well, actually, he was on his way back from work. He was on his way back home from work, and he gave me a lift. He thought, at first, you know asked me where I was going, which direction. I told him, uh, and he lived on the edge of the town, which is near the highway that I was planning on continuing on. Mm-hmm. And uh, then he asked me if I'd had a hot meal recently, and I said no. And uh, he invited me back to his place, which I saw nothing wrong with, you know, a young, naive 17-year-old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, the rest is history. But it's something that I... That I I remember so clearly as if it happened yesterday. It was really always been very vivid in my mind mm-hmm. and I've always been curious about it since.
1: So that was the first and o- only experience. And then this was your second one with this couple.
2: Yes. Yes. Well, actually, I actually had been, I'd been in, in uh group sex before I, I'd been in a threesome with another guy uh, before, but it, there was no touching. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it was just both of us pleasing her. So, I mean, none of that was foreign to me. I mean, it, it, it was right there in front of me the, yeah. the entire time. And, it you know, it just brought back all the memories and uh, made me even more curious. Okay, we'll get to that, that threesome in, in a
1: second. But I still want to uh, stay with this hitchhiking story for a minute. So this guy brings you back, he says you have a hot meal, you take a shower, they try to hook up with you, nothing happens, but then once they hook up in front of you, you get turned on and then you say you all three, you join in the second time. Now how far do you go? Are you a top, are you bottom, do you wind up doing everything with them?
2: I did everything with them. Okay.
1: <laughs> you I topped, you bottomed. Mm-hmm.
2: Everything. Uh, it, was, it was amazing, really. I didn't, well, I was amazed at myself afterward because I didn't think I'd ever, you know, do something like that. Uh, I'd never even thought of doing anything like that. Mm-hmm. I had no curiosity whatsoever about it. And uh, from, you know, just to seeing it all happen, but it was such a turn on watching them.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, it just, you know, had me going. It had my motor going like crazy.
1: Did you ever see but them again?
2: Nope. Nope. It was a one-time deal. I ended up spending the night, and the next morning, uh, one of the guys drove me to uh, the point of the highway where I would stick my thumb out again and continue. Now, I would do... Actually, they they did let me do my laundry and everything.
1: (laughs) That's cool. But I do remember, like, pegging being a big thing in your um, email as well, right? I I know we're all over the place, but that's okay. So, now, did the pegging stuff with your girlfriend happen after this experience?
2: that was, that was actually uh, sort of a linking uh, series of events. I've been with a number of women, uh, uh, some in longer-term relationships, some in shorter-term relationships, some in very intense sexual relationships and mm-hmm. very kinky ones, and I happen to have um, what they would call a bubble butt. Mm-hmm. Very solid, <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and women like my butt.
0: Yeah,
2: I don't, I don't know how else to put it. You know, I mean, they're they're very attracted to it, and some more guys some probably were do too. Much more attracted into it and into penetration and stuff. Mm-hmm. And some of them had toys. I think more women have toys now than ever before. And uh, one of them started with fingers, and and then uh, introduced me into toys. You know, putting a butt plug in and trying her toys on me, and uh, that progressed into uh, her, uh, well, the two of us actually going to a sex shop and buying a strap-on, buying the harness and and a couple of different sized uh, dildos to fit into it. And that's how that started. And I find that very pleasurable, extremely pleasurable.
1: Yeah, so do I. So, you know, I've always been a three-in-foot girl, so I always feel like why wouldn't some guy's be more open to trying it I think a lot of guys think oh if I do that it means that I'm gay or I'm into guys which I don't necessarily think is tr- which I know is not true um, but it, let me ask yeah. did this happen before you were with those guys or after
2: Oh no this is the the first time this ha- this kind of thing happened was a number of years ago perhaps oh okay Maybe about 10 15 years ago
1: right so you knew you'd be down and, because you had been happened. with men before.
2: But not, not sexually one-on-one with a man. I'd been in the room. No, but I mean,
1: you've been fucked uh, in the ass before, so you would know that you would enjoy pegging, and you uh, prob- you liked it, right, with those guys that you were with?
2: Oh, yeah, very much so. Yeah. Very mm-hmm. much so. Mm-hmm. But uh, like I said, it was, uh, I I guess maybe it's one of those denial things, I guess. Uh, although the, the, the experience with those two guys when I was hitchhiking yeah. uh, was very vivid in my memory, it I sort of put it on a back shelf a little bit,
1: interesting you know,
2: for a while. I guess a form of denial, mm-hmm. but it was always there. Yeah, you know, and whenever I caught myself thinking about it, or uh, you know, I would get very horny and have to masturbate or something like that.
0: Yeah, but
2: uh, you know, I mean, it, when the opportunity presented itself, uh, when when the pegging happened, and I, you know, I, I enjoyed also. Uh, uh, using toys on the women. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I mean, I find that visually pleasing as well. So I knew then that, you know, I uh, sort of tied in a little bit and I saw the the whole cuckolding genre come out in in porn and uh, now it's so prevalent it's all over the place. Um, It's probably one of the larger categories on on porn sites. And, uh, And there's a lot of pegging involved in that as well. So, you know, some of the cuckolding, a lot of cuckolding now is bisexual. Uh, you know, basically starting with, you know, uh, eating cum out of uh, uh, the, uh, the other guy's cum out of a woman's pussy. Okay. Or something of that. And uh, I like that as well.
1: Right. Now, did you do that with the couple, this most recent couple? Because this is the first time you're cuckold, right? With the most recent couple? Yeah.
2: Well... Yeah, well, I mean, it, it was an aspect of which we sort of went into this with,
0: mm-hmm. but it
2: didn't turn out that as that. I, I, wasn't, on, I wasn't only the bull. I, I walked in the door uh, imagining I was the bull, but I didn't turn out to be the bull the entire weekend. Right. I none of those times. As a matter of fact, one of those weekends I was the opposite of the bull. <laughs> I was the submissive. Right. So we sort of switched. But, uh, you know, he wanted to see me uh with her, uh, but I wanted to see him with her as well, because, I mean, he was really, really hung, and, uh, I mean, I, it's, it was really quite spectacular to see.
1: Now, you had mentioned and, another threesome. Uh, mm-hmm. So, how many threesomes or couples have you hooked up with, and where did you meet those couples? Oh, my. Uh, <laughs>
2: uh, Over the years, probably maybe about a dozen.
1: Mm-hmm. So, were you a probably swinger? Probably a dozen. Were you, you know, where did you, were you always doing stuff online? You know, is that how you met couples? Like, well, how did you get into well, the lifestyle? Yeah, well,
2: the Craigslist was, Craigslist was a big thing. Yeah. Craigslist, Craigslist was, was like, you know, I mean, it was an open door. Mm-hmm. Uh, made things much more accessible. Uh, there wasn't any extra money involved in having to chat and pay to talk and blah, 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 and all mm-hmm. this other stuff. Uh, it made things a great deal easier. It's a little tougher now, but uh, it's a lot tougher now. But, uh, uh, yeah, so, that, you know, that kind of thing happened. Uh, before that, uh, before the Internet, uh, only a couple of times before the Internet, because the Internet's been around for a little while now, uh, but I have actually uh, used ads in the back of magazines to reach people
0: mm-hmm.
2: a long time ago. Back when that was the only way, of course, you know. Uh, uh, I met somebody once through an ad in the paper and the personal ads in the newspaper, believe it or not. A woman? So Yeah. What was she yeah. looking for? Uh, essentially I put an ad in mm-hmm. and uh and she's the one that answered it. I essentially just put an ad in saying that I was interested in meeting women with pretty feet. Mhm. Plain and simple as that and You know, I got a few answers. A lot of them were pretty weird and just a little too outlandish. uh, And and I wasn't even entirely sure that it was from a woman to start off with. But uh, one actually turned up out of that, and we had a good time. We had several good times.
1: (laughs) With that girl. She had beautiful... So let's get a little bit into your foot fetish. When did you realize that you had a foot fetish. I'm assuming early on, since these were your first experiences in the back of a magazine.
2: Oh, my. Well, yeah, I feel as though I should preface this by saying, dear penthouse (laughs) form. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Because it almost reads like that. Yeah. uh, it it was from early on. It was, I guess, as a teenager. Mm
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, coming of age, um, no pun intended. Right. Uh, You know, and, and pretty girls and pretty feet and summer and... You know, at the pool, at the beach, that kind of thing. And uh, I've always, like I said, I've always been attracted to femininity, you know, and uh, uh, women with fine features and, uh, and take care of themselves and, and look pretty all the time, you know. I mean, well, <laughs> just an undeniable attraction there.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And so the feet the feet thing was sort of, uh, it was... I was actually introduced to it by another couple, believe it or not uh we were at a party, and uh the guy says, "Hey, Joey, look at this," and he grabbed his girlfriend's leg and he hauled off her shoe and he stuck her toes in his mouth right there at the party and I thought, "Well, jeez, that's a very unusual thing to do mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh it uh,
0: it it
2: uh, it made me uh made me get a little hard there at the table you know i mean it uh, I thought it was very sensual and uh I didn't do anything with them, but uh, I met some girls and then, you know, uh, in the course of uh, of uh, our intimate encounters, I would, you know, sneak in a, gra- a field or uh, grab a foot job once in a while or uh, suck their toes or something like that. Uh, I only got turned down once of all from all the women that I've gotten to do this with,
0: mm-hmm. which
2: is really strange. I thought, you know... From from what you hear from other people, they get turned down a lot. I got kicked in the face once, but it was it was a, a it was a knee-jerk reaction, literally, right? Because I don't think she, I don't think she expected me to put my tongue on her toe, so she had a, just a very ticklish moment that I got that earned me a foot in the face, mm-hmm. like hard, <laughs> almost <laughs> knocked me off the bed. Right. <laughs> But uh, for, the, for the most part, all the other times it was very pleasurable. in some cases, it became a regular portion of our of, of love making, if you want to call it that or fucking, or whatever you want to call it. Um, and uh, I knew right from the very start, of course, that it should not be the main focus uh, of, of an actual relationship or a potential relationship. Uh, I knew that instinctively, mm-hmm. because then it would just come off as just weird, you know, like, what's wrong with the rest of me? Why do you just like my feet? Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. but I, I tried to I tried to play it even, and I, you know, I, I enjoy uh, worshipping a woman's body from head to toe, literally, you know. Uh, I just love nuzzling a woman's neck. If she has a long, graceful neck, oof, that gets me going, too, mm-hmm. and her, you know, that kind of thing or giving them a massage, or that kind of thing. Um, I'm also very oral, so I spend a lot of time making sure that... I want to make sure that she comes first. Right. Every time. Every time.
0: As far
1: as relationships are concerned, because it sounds like you got into being in the lifestyle, even if you want to call it that, you know, early on putting in ads in the paper, realizing you had these fetishes, you know, f- hooking up with people and, and experiencing them with them. Did you have a lot of long-term relationships and, and when you did have a relationship with a woman, did you bring this into it immediately and were upfront about it or was this always something you did on the side?
2: Uh, well, I guess I sort of used intuition to, to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. At the first you know, the very first time that we'd ever be intimate together, you already have a ninkling, not a certainty, but a inkling that this is either going to be just a hookup or yeah. a series of hookups, or does it have potential, you know, to become a relationship. For sure. And so, and anything that I sensed that could have potential of becoming a relationship, I broke into it much more slowly, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, versus the other kind, if I knew it was a hookup, jeez, so... Into the wind and go for it, you know, and uh, so that's the way it went. As it turns out, the intuition was correct for the most part.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What's the longest relationship you've had?
2: Oh, my, uh, 13 years.
1: So, were you married or just it just you kept it as a, a girlfriend?
2: Well, it, we, we were coming along married, yeah.
1: Yeah, 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 of course. Okay, so now, did that woman. Is she one of the women that you spoke about all the, you know, you did a lot of the pegging with and all that stuff, but did that woman know about everything that you were into? Did you guys swing? Did you open up your relationship or did you do stuff on the side that she didn't know about? What did you do for those 13 years? Um,
2: she didn't do much with my butt or anything like that than the occasional finger. Mm-hmm. Um, she, she enjoyed the foot fetish portion. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, uh, with regards to, you know, trying stuff with me, I think she was very inhibited. She had a very, uh, f- uh conservative background. mm mm-hmm. So I think that perhaps uh, served as some form of, uh, inhibiting factor, you know, uh, with her. So, I mean, she played a little bit, she delved into it a little bit, but never, never spoke about it, uh, uh, if I were to try to mention it afterwards, you know, a little bit of pillow talk after the fact, uh, mm-hmm. saying uh, you know that was fun what you did there, and, you know, that conversation would go nowhere. <laughs> it would be
0: strictly mm-hmm. one sided, <laughs> right? You know,
2: so I said, well, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna carry on with this. Um, you know, just hope it develops a little further than the next time. But uh, yeah, so that wasn't the most adventurous. I think, I think it has an awful lot to do with I don't know why, but I sense that like a very intimate in-depth relationship uh for the most part doesn't delve into a lot of extra ventures at least that's my that's from my perspective like you know you're probably going to be able to drum up a, a ton of people uh, who will tell you the opposite that uh, yeah. you have right, if mm-hmm. uh but uh, if from my perspective no it's uh, it's mostly the the shorter term relationships even you know some that are relationships up to 6 months you know that you can go wild and uh, But maybe and but you know, you did
1: is. you did say yourself the words you used were like I use my intuition and if it's someone that I think we're just going to hook up. I'm just going to hook up with. I just, you know, get right in there. But if it's somebody that I think we're going to have a relationship, I go more slowly. So maybe if you switch that or just did what you do with the people that you hook up with, which is just go all in straight up from the beginning, maybe you'd wind up at some point with a woman that you could do both with.
2: That's entirely possible, but I think it was, it would be much, much more possible had I I'd be, if I were younger. I think at this age, unfortunately, uh, and I say that with all due respect and caution, a longer-term relationship with someone at my age is usually usually somebody who would probably be very close to my age. Mm-hmm. And I'm not crazy about women, about my age,
0: <laughs> right? How old are you
2: again?
1: Fifty-seven. Right. Well, can not you get a fifty-year-old? Pardon me. I mean, you could. You're fifty-seven. You still, you, you can't date a fifty-year-old. You said you still don't look your age.
2: I, I think the oldest woman I've ever dated really is has been uh,
0: forty-seven.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Forty-seven. Yeah. And uh, no, that was uh, that was. A couple of years ago so that was you know that was not much of a difference in age and i'm thinking ooh, she's getting close to that line <laughs> oh my god it, it sounds horrible you know that i should be so so wanting of a young woman but i just love younger women you, do. you okay. know they have the energy that i that i love they have the energy that i crave
1: Hmm. and what would like if you were on a dating app and you were looking for a girl i always love the age range that people put in what would your age range be numbers
2: for, for a guy or for a woman? No,
1: for a woman. That you're looking for, for you both. say. You know, it, it's a 45, um, the guy, 47's your max up, like, and what's your lowest? The
2: guy, like, no no age limit on the guy. Okay, I mean, I right. Don't want, I, don't, uh, I don't want to be seeing a guy that's like in his 70s or 80s, but, you know, uh, that just stands to reason, uh, but for a woman, mm-hmm. I, I usually put... Uh, Anywhere from 25 up to 45 is the range I usually do.
1: Right, right, right. Mm-hmm.
2: Or I would, you know, which is a broad range. You know, it's a broad range. It's 20 years. Not yeah, for sure. Put in and now what websites bracket. do
1: you go on now to look for women? I'm assuming because you said you don't want to really have a relationship with someone your own age, and that's what you would most likely have. Or do you, are you just on, like, hookup websites?
2: I, I just the, the only the only website the only application or yeah. website uh, website that I went on is that sexy foot dating yeah site and that's the only one and uh, they're the only people uh, that I that I've hooked up with and that I carry on a conversation with and. And so on and so forth. So I want to play this out, you
1: know. Yeah, but where have all these threesomes happened? And what, you know, let's get into oh. those. You know, you said you've hooked up with, you know, many different couples, or you know. So you said you were, you know, doing it on Craigslist and stuff. Like, when did you get in your your first couple experience?
2: Oh my, uh, that started way back when I was probably around eighteen, mm-hmm. uh, and you know, uh, sparsely located here and there throughout the years. Uh, uh, But, uh, you know, Craigslist was definitely a goldmine for that kind of thing.
1: Do you think that that first experience with that gay couple shaped Mm -hmm. your experiences that came after? Like, do you think if you didn't have that experience hitchhiking with that couple, would you have gotten into, you know, going online looking for you know, other threesomes with couples and stuff like that? Or do you think you would be doing that regardless?
0: Oh,
2: I definitely think it's a formative thing. I think it's uh, definitely something that, you know, uh, became a very important thing in my mind. Like I said, it's still very vivid. Mm -hmm. And uh, the imagery and uh, the memories of it are very vivid. Um, And so, yes, that, that was definitely... The, the cause. I mean, otherwise it would probably be just winning.
1: Right. So you go online after that experience but you, you did say though you had it, you were in a little bit of denial about it. So maybe you went looking for couples but not looking to hook up with the guy but the guy being there.
2: I, w- I was in denial about it for uh, like I said, it happened when I was 17. Yeah. And I never well, I haven't touched a guy since uh since uh, you know a few weeks ago right uh, since then,
1: but in between and, uh, you did have all those experiences with couples, so that was yes. feeding yeah. that part of you right you're in denial, but there's still a guy there, and you're probably getting turned on by him and the visual of him well yes, I think
2: right? that was an that yeah. was an accelerant of some sort, you know yeah, I mean, it just sort of pushed the agenda a little further and a little faster
0: mm-hmm.
2: but uh Made me crave a little bit more and go a little bit further in in my in my search, but uh, I think I've basically found the jackpot. Really, right now I'm not going to look at gift horse in the mouth. Uh, you know, I mean, I'm having I'm having a really good time with this couple, and they are with me as well. Uh, you know, I mean, Testament I think it was three weekends out of the last five. Mm-hmm. So, you no, know, and that's the entire weekend too. So I mean. I walk in there, uh, you know fully loaded, and I walk out completely empty.
1: <laughs> my God, how long do the yeah. sessions last? hours
2: Oh my, uh yeah, uh sometimes, yes,
1: mhm-, And sometimes you said sometimes. you're the bull, sometimes you're not the bull, sometimes you're the submissive
2: Yes,, mm-hmm. yeah, so I mean we we experience all that, and uh all three of us are pretty well exhausted by the end of this by the end of that weekend <coughs> we I think we all live like <laughs> nuns and and uh, and priests or something like that for a couple of days afterwards because sex is <laughs> the last thing on your mind after having gone all weekend right uh, at that furious pace
0: mm-hmm. but,
2: uh, it's uh, it's really rewarding i find it very rewarding and like i said we didn't, we have not parted in any of the three at the conclusion of any of the three weekends with any words that that even gave me the slightest hint that you know this thing is sort of wearing out or something, they're they're enjoying it a great deal. Uh, we've repeated a lot of the same acts. Uh, we haven't uh, gone any further on anything. Although I can't I can't even imagine what would possibly be on their agenda. Neither one of them are into, into BDSM. Neither am I. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that uh, uh, is not. the an angle that they're going to go on. Uh, they're not into, they're not into golden showers or any any of that other stuff. Neither am I. Mm-hmm. Uh, but everything else is, you know, on the table.
1: Yeah, that's great. I mean, I think it's hard to find that third if you're a couple and vice versa. So I think if you find it, a lot of people are like, you know, it becomes a repeat thing. Hold because, on to it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I, that's what I would think.
2: Yeah, yeah. Basically, holding on to it. Like I said, I'm not. I'm not searching anymore. I haven't gone on to that site
0: mm-hmm. uh,
2: since I since I met them the first time, and uh, you know, and I don't feel the need to. You know, I mean, if if it does end, uh, there won't be any tears per se, because I mean, it's not. We're not in this for a relationship. It's strictly sex, but uh, and we do get along. You know. Uh, very, very well. Conversationally, even uh, when there's no sex happening, you know, like over a meal or something like that, we have wonderful conversations on, on a wide variety of topics.
1: So you like uh, them as people, uh, too. Are, That's important.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, it, it makes things a lot easier, a lot more mm-hmm. comfortable.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, and there's no awkwardness at any point. I mean, like I said, there was an initial five-minute period there at the beginning, the very first time I went to their place. hmm And uh, there was a five-minute period of awkwardness and then just disappeared in a puff of smoke.
1: Now, what do you think was different about this time in your life that you were ready to be with a guy again? Because you hadn't done it in so long, and yet you were doing a lot of other things. (laughs) I'm surprised that you didn't have this experience show up before that with all your Craigslist, Backpage stuff, you know?
2: Well, I can, like I said, uh, uh, or I didn't actually say, but uh, my last very intense uh, uh, series of encounters with a woman who went hog-wild on my butt um, <laughs> uh, is is another factor that sort of pushed me into this and made me even more curious. Um, and she, she was really into it. She wanted to film everything and, uh, you know... Uh, we, we, there's there's a lot of hours of uh, very hot tape uh, that uh, that we that we both starred in.
0: He mm-hmm. <laughs> didn't go on the web or anything
2: like that. She's discreet as well. Um, uh, but uh, they, it got me thinking, you know, because I mean, I really, really enjoyed being tagged. I I, I love it. I absolutely love it. Mm-hmm. And uh, and she absolutely loves doing it, or loved doing it, I guess. Right. Uh, I don't know. I don't see her anymore. But uh, uh, you know, and I mean, uh, and, and this couple that I'm seeing now, uh, she enjoys doing it as well. She was she do, she does it to him. Uh, she's done it to me. Uh, I mean, she's she's a real artist at this.
1: <laughs> a pegging.
2: She's. Oh wow, she's amazing. What she's makes amazing.
1: someone amazing? amazing? A pegging.
2: Well, well, if, if she knows when to want to go in gently. She knows when uh, not to push as hard. Uh, she knows that you know if the dill inside and pressing on the prostate, not to press too hard. Uh, to pause at a certain point just to get used to the this thing in your butt, and you know, I mean, she's she's it's like she. She knows well. She knows because I mean, she's been on the receiving end of it as well.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, she does vaginal and anal as well mm-hmm. uh, on her. So, uh, so she knows what the feelings are, and um, and she's respect respectful of it, and so that makes it a lot easier. Right. And she's she she knows when to speed it up and when you know. She she listens very carefully and she senses uh, the person that she's with when. Uh, their body reacts and their respiration picks up. And when they're getting close and she she wants it to come to a, uh, to a climax at a, at a natural point, you know, mm-hmm. put her maximum energy into it and then you sort of dribble out her and thing, like really make it explosive. Right. So uh, she's really good at it. She's really, really very good at it. I mean, I saw uh, the first time I saw her pegging her husband, uh, uh, I mean, it, 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 I immediately flashed back on the two gay guys. I mean, they were, it, it seemed so natural. Mm-hmm. It seemed so natural. That's one of the things I remember about the gay guys, is that they were they were very much a, a, a very nice couple. They were respectful of one another. Uh, and they did everything natural. It just seemed so natural. And that's one thing I retained that whole time. So when I've seen, you know, when I saw her uh, doing, uh, pegging her husband in front of me, uh, I mean, it, it just seemed like just a regular, ordinary thing, you know. I mean, it was exciting as hell, yeah. But it was, it was just, you know, it was done with respect, and the timing was impeccable.
1: Mm-hmm. And the girl that you did all that pegging with, and there was a lot of videos. Is that the one? Because I know you use the word foot fisting in your in your email. I remember that. Is that the one mm-hmm. that you did that with? Was she into feet too? Was she like?
2: Yes okay yes, yes, she was. She had experience with that beforehand uh, we both came into the into it with that uh in common, and so that was uh that became part of our routine as well mm-hmm. but I mean you know the, no there was no preliminaries, it wasn't a relationship per se and yeah uh that it was mostly just sex, so we didn't beat around the bush or anything. We just basically went went at it and did everything that we could, right um. Uh, as often as we could.
1: But what is foot fisting? Someone puts their whole foot in your ass?
2: Oh, yes. Oh, yes. That's something that she did. That's right. something that she introduced me to. Um, she she used to use her fingers and she put her tongue up there. She put toys up there. She pegged me up there. And she had very slim feet. They're very slim feet, I'd say. Oh. She used to call them baby feet.
0: Mm-hmm. Right, um,
2: and, uh, long, slim, narrow toes and everything like that and she would gather them together I mean, when she'd had, you know, like three or four fingers up my butt uh, I was, you know, gaping quite a bit and just one day to the next I mean, she knew that I enjoyed a foot job a lot and uh, she'd actually given me one partially to that point and so her feet were all, her foot was all greased up and uh, next thing you know, I've got a big toe in my butt, and then next thing, another toe, another toe, and another toe, until I had all five in there. Right. Which was, uh, yeah, it was a little on the tight side, but uh, enjoyed it a great deal. I mean, it was it gave me a very powerful orgasm. I mean, it, and it was the kinkiness of it because I mean, there's not much sense inside of anything wiggling around or anything. Uh, once you're in in the butt, you know. I mean, it's the, the the ring is basically the 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 sensory part, mm-hmm. and her foot never went all the way to the prostate, so uh, it was uh, it was just the kinkiness of it. You know, and that her foot was in my butt. I thought, oh, wow, sent me to the moon. <laughs> right. Sent me to the moon. It's it's one of my favorite activities, but it does it's not for everybody. Uh, it's not for everybody. Like, for instance, this couple, um, she has beautiful feet, but her feet are slightly wider than, than this other woman. And I don't know if I could get all five of her toes in, in my butt. Um, it's going to take a lot of practice <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. and a
2: lot of loop. <laughs> right. And a lot of but i've I've asked them, you know they themselves have not done any of it, and we watched them we some uh, clips together online of it being done, and they seem to be turned on by the idea of giving it a shot, so it's it's definitely in the cards.
1: It's on the table with that couple and you don't see that ending anytime soon. You're not interested in having a relationship with a woman your age. So this is perfect. This is the perfect situation for you right now with this couple. Now, but what I wanted to know about, because you did play with a lot of other couples before, and what I was asking you earlier was, why do you think that you waited so long to experience being with a man again I mean you're so open-minded you were on craigslist you were letting your freak flag fly and doing all these other fetishes and stuff that you were into all this time with so many different people and you had so many different experiences that we've been all over the place on this episode right but why do you think that you waited so long to have another experience with a guy do you think there was some part of you that uh, you know because I'm surprised that you would go out and you know on different websites looking for all the things that you were into and you were pretty open about everything, even with yourself. That I'm surprised it took you so long to have another experience with a guy.
2: Well, uh, that's basically the sixty-four thousand dollar question, isn't it? Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I really don't know, and I and I have to ask myself that very question myself because, like, you know, there's no there's no uh, for sure answer. Yeah. Um, I partially regret having waited that long, to tell you the truth,
0: mm-hmm.
2: um, because you know, maybe in in the other years uh, I could have gotten a lot more action yeah. of that nature. But uh, but I'm enjoying what I what I'm getting now uh, a great deal, and so you know I'm not gonna I'm not gonna regret. Uh, I don't regret uh, seriously regret not having done it. I partially do because I could have had more fun in those intervening years. But I don't regret it like uh, to a point of you know kicking myself uh, because I'm having fun now. Mm-hmm. You know I mean that's the that's the main thing really is having fun right now. Right. So I mean uh, you know if I if I could go back in time yeah I'd do it differently, but uh, I'd likely do it differently.
1: But you did have a lot of experiences with couples. It just never went there with the other guys. They were never by this couple. Yeah, it
2: never went there. It never presented itself. Mm -hmm. There were never any indications from them, uh, and definitely not from me. Uh, It just was uh, uh, pre-agreed that uh, the pleasure was to be hers, you know, focused on her. And uh, that's what we did. And it was, I mean, it was no less fun. It was a lot of fun. Right. I'm not going to lie it. It's mm-hmm. a lot of fun, and visually, of course, you know, um, I love seeing people fuck. I just love it. I just love it. I'm, 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 I'm an exhibitionist, not by nature or by practice, but uh, you know, in in the bedroom, I'm an exhibitionist. Mm-hmm. But I'm much more voyeur than an exhibitionist. You know, I love. I, I'm, I'm very visual. I'm mean, like your run-of-the-mill guy. You know, they say men are visual, and
0: yeah.
2: Uh, Uh, I am extremely visual, you know, the sights, the sounds, the smells, the taste, you know, I I like to have all my senses excited.
0: Right, I mean, listen, uh, you were getting, you
1: were really enjoying yourself all these years. It wasn't like you were just having vanilla sacked and then all of a sudden, yeah, you were doing a lot of things. You just didn't hop on that guy-on-guy bandwagon. I didn't
2: didn't take that angle.
1: Yeah, but maybe you didn't need to. You were going every other angle.
2: Oh, yeah, there was a whole bunch of other stuff, you know, I mean, that that we were doing that you could ever imagine, I essentially, I've described it all. Uh, and there was, there was as much of it as I wanted, really. Um, I was never in any want. I never uh, sequestered myself or uh, took a vow of chastity or anything of that nature. You know, I mean, there were some dry periods. Um you know, which I didn't even seek out anything. I just wanted to, like, I enjoy the outdoors in the summer. Um, And, you know, I enjoy a lot of activities outdoors, sports and such. And, uh, you know, I suppose at other times I could have, you know, partaken in in, uh, um, sexy pursuits, uh, but instead went for a round of golf. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But... (laughs) That's just me, you know, I mean, I've always been about, uh, uh, you know, we make decisions based on two reasons, what gives us pleasure and uh, what gives us pain. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you know, whatever pleasure might mean, it could mean a whole bunch of different things. You know, it could be a good meal, it could be a nice round of golf, it could be a a good roll in the hay.
1: Right. Uh, so when you did, There's though, just, wind up with this guy for the first time, did it feel like, oh, my God, this is, you know, now I remember how great this was and...
0: Oh,
2: yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, uh, uh, you know, I mean, I wasn't uh, I wasn't virginal down there because of, you know, all the...
1: the pegging. yeah Pegging
2: and the replay and that kind of thing, so... Um, it was well broken in, so there was no discomfort. There was some initial discomfort because, like I said, the guy's huge, mm-hmm. and uh, and uh, so there was that. But we went slowly. He went slowly, thankfully, and um, it worked out really fine. Really, really fine. She enjoyed it a great deal. <laughs> she just went does zerk when we did it the first time in front she of She did. So. Oh my. You would think that she was in the middle of her own threesome, just off to the side. I mean, she was kneeling on the bed right next to us, and she was right there, and she was seeing the actual penetration and, and stuff like that. And she was just playing with herself like crazy. And I don't know, I don't know I mean, how many times she came while we were while he and I were doing it, but wow, it was a few times.
1: And they're married, right?
2: She, they're married. Yes. Mm-hmm. And they have no children.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And they do. They do go on. Uh, uh, they go down to Hedonism, hedonism, I guess you could call it, yeah. down in Jamaica. They they go on these trips. They go to various resorts like that, and they hook up with other people. Um, they go on uh, uh, swinger cruises and stuff like that. And I think they attend, there's a couple of swinger clubs in town uh, that they go to. Um, but I think since COVID, of course, things have cooled down in that respect.
0: hmm You know?
2: So uh, uh, they, they they have a very active life themselves, but they're they're enjoying they're enjoying what the three of us are doing together a lot as well. You know, I, I I'd say easily just as much as I am. It's interesting that you met that.
1: together, you know, through a foot fetish. Considering that you guys have a lot of other things in common, that it wasn't you know it became so much more than that.
2: Well, those arose, but like I said, her profile. Said that they, uh, she was looking for a guy who was straight,
0: mm-hmm.
2: bi, curious, or bisexual, mm-hmm. and and uh, and her relationship. She didn't put in single. She didn't put in divorced uh, or just not married or something like that. She put in um, uh, in a relationship.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So you know, I mean, even without contacting her yet, the writing was on the wall. You know, and. Uh, so, I mean, she, her photos showed me that she uh, she had beautiful feet. Mm-hmm. Um, I never asked them why they put an ad in that particular thing, because I think maybe they thought it was a form of intro. That's a damn good question. You know, I think I would actually ask them that.
0: Mm-hmm. Good topic mm-hmm.
2: for com-
1: <laughs> yeah it's inter- yeah because they were obviously you know swingers they're open They you say they go to hedonism they go to swingers parties you'd think that they'd be able to find that third there but yet they had I guess maybe this specific foot fetish thing as well and they wanted to hone in on someone specifically yep. that had that and oh by the way if you're bisexual these things on top of it just icing on the cake and you wind up showing up and you really are the perfect person you're so much more than just that but fetish person for them and them for you as well it, really both of you well, exactly all we're, of we're you opening doors together. yeah mm-hmm
2: yeah for sure and we've discussed we've discussed uh, going a little further into our into our daring do uh, deeds uh, uh, thinking of actually having somebody uh, another guy come along as well hmm another guy you' not and uh, uh, his role, his principal role would be to film because they want to start filming some of this. And, uh, but I think I told them, I said, well, you know, I hope he's not just going to end up with blue balls. I mean, he's not just going to be there to film and that's it. I don't know why anybody could be present in in, in, a, in a setting like that with that kind of thing going on and not get horny from it. Yeah. Anyway, and, and I mean, it would be cruel to say, well, thank you for doing your job. Just uh-huh. <laughs> Close the door out yourself. See but do they day. know the?
1: Do they know the person, or do they're just thinking like, let's try to find somebody to film us? Or? I think they
2: might know somebody. Yeah. I think they might know somebody through their other activities. Mm-hmm. Through their other activities. So I mean, uh, I, I look. At it, I, I, I didn't want to pressure them into it. I didn't want to. You know, I got very excited about the idea of it and uh, uh, visibly, <laughs> and. Um, uh so, and you're an, uh, an exhibitionist.
1: You know, besides being, you know, and I'm an, eg- yeah, I'm
2: an exhibition. Exactly, you know. And so uh, I thought, well, that could be fun. I mean, the more the merrier.
0: Mm-hmm. The more the
2: merrier. As long as, as long as everybody just respects one another. Yeah. And 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 that kind of thing. And you know, that's that's really all that really matters is respect, respect and discretion. Yeah. So that's that's basically the two main rules
1: but what you also have with this couple which may be the reason why you know a year from now you might email me and you're still with them is that you guys have a like a friendship you're compatible on more levels than just sex you like to talk about the same things right you're you're uh you know so that might uh make it last longer and go you know well i think so yeah i think so i mean
2: you you have to you can't just have sex and then expect it to be a repeat the following time i mean yes the excitement of sex really almost guarantees that there's going to be repeat performances however they might pale in comparison if you don't uh throw in some personal stuff in there as well you know if you don't get along uh, and, and can talk about a variety of things uh, yeah uh even i mean we even talked about politics believe it or not <laughs> no that's
1: what i was assuming when you said that you guys had you know talk about other things in a variety of topics that you're oh, not
2: yeah, just you know, you know items I, in the new. yeah of course Mm-hmm. yeah and which which makes it which makes it much smoother as a matter of fact it's sort of like a it's like a fill-in in between sex acts you know it's not just like a, okay we got to lay back and recharge now and we'll get going as soon as someone's ready to go, you know, that kind of thing. And there's dead air between, which is, that is awkward. Yeah, for sure. that is awkward. But you don't have uh, that with them. It doesn't make it fun. As a matter of fact, during the dead air, quite often that's usually a prelude to saying, well, you know what, I got a thing I got to (laughs) go to. Yeah. And we'll see each other next time, you know. And it sort of, and it it tails off, and next thing you know, you're not seeing them anymore.
0: Right. So,
2: I mean, we, you know, I don't think we're going to become... Uh, the best of friends forever. I have a core set of very close friends uh, that I've known virtually all of my life, and and I'm going to keep them as my best friends. Those are truly my best friends. Uh, But, uh, you know, and uh, these are just new friends. Yeah, it could be uh, a
1: relationship, but a different kind of relationship because there is intimacy involved and a friendship. So, yeah, you're not going to put it in the same category as your core group of friends, but... That's a. For
2: instance, uh, it occurred to me. It occurred to me. I thought, "Geez, you know, what if they turn around and they ask me, uh, what would I think about moving in or something with them?"
0: Mm-hmm. And
2: uh, and right off the bat, my first instinct would be to say no. But I'd have to do it in an extremely diplomatic way, you know, just yeah. so to not because I don't want to go that route. Right. You know, and that's not that's not the direction I want to take. I mean, I. I and I you have to word it so carefully as to not just damage what you already have.
1: Well, do you, you know, think that that's the route they want to take?
2: Well, they have a huge house mm-hmm. They have a huge beautiful house and so physically it would be it would be not impossible whatsoever uh, but just it, it would lead to other impositions for instance, you know you know three adults. Make, yeah, you know, the, all the I, three, make I, decisions decisions where at one time there was only two and there could be some conflicts, you know.
1: Yeah, I don't know that there
2: could be like uh, there could be emotions involved as well. Yeah, that'll be uh, our
1: that'll be our part two. But I don't think you know yeah. I, who knows if that's going there that, there hopefully it doesn't because you don't want to have to You know ruin things by saying no thanks thanks but no thanks but i think that there's implications of like having someone move in that's a whole different story and you know as far like i get why you wouldn't want to do that but for a couple unless they're really ready to put it out there that this is what we're into to everyone most of the time people are going to keep their third throuple person out of the fucking picture because if not it's a big tell like what is this older man doing living in your house you know it just doesn't happen so Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. So unless they're really interested in you know having a polyamorous relationship with someone and they're ready to put that out there, that's that's not going to happen. They're most more likely to keep it a separate thing. You guys will be doing yeah, your it's stuff.
2: Not, it's not likely to happen, but I'm bracing myself. Yeah, in yeah, case yeah. It does. Yeah. Well, keep you me know, posted. I want to control
1: Yeah. Well, keep me posted. Thank you so much for calling in. We were a little all over the place, but you know it's a fascinating story you got a lot of
2: going on i I don't know i feel as though i should have taken some notes or something like that No, don't worry
1: no that's my (laughs) job to steer the conversation i went all over the place i don't think it's bad i think we got the full story and a lot of great stories so it's going to be a great episode and it will air very soon either on a thursday or sunday but i i loved all your stories it's it, it was super interesting and thanks for calling in and being so open
2: well, thank you for having me, and and I enjoy your I enjoy your podcast. I awesome,
1: awesome! I'm so glad you found my show, you. and I'm so glad you plus, called in. Yeah.
2: Plus, I plus I have to say that you've done a couple of like Q and A's that you read, and essentially you're just you're just sitting there, and we don't see your head or anything like that, but. <laughs> You've got a rocking
1: body. <laughs> yeah, and listen, I gotta I don't know tell if anybody's you, anybody's ever told you this yes, on no, air, but they well. do, but that's okay. But let me just tell you, I'm 53. Okay, so you know, you should keep your mind open for women in their 50s. I know that you say, "Oh, I can't." Oh well, look.
0: yeah, i, mean, I yeah.
1: yeah, I can't look at. And look at Paulina Porsegova on tw- on Instagram. Go check. her oh, out. Oh yes, of course,
0: yeah, yeah. She's almost 60. She
1: yeah, she? but let me just tell you, look at her. She's got like practically naked. Get photos of her on Instagram when she's almost 60. Women nowadays could keep it together, it's just very different than the, you know. So, you could find women closer to your age that are still look fucking great, you know. So, uh, you know. Yeah. Just put putting that out there. I know
2: they're I know they're out there. I know some are out there, but they're, they're not easy to find.
1: I guess yeah. I don't know, but uh, thank you though for that because it takes it's listen. You know, if you want to still look good at fifty three, it's it's a lot. It's a lot of work. It's hard work, but it's doable. And I think more women now, especially in their forties, and you know, you can look fucking great. It's just a, it's just a different time. Uh, And we know different things and people are healthier and staying fit and, you know, working out and all that. But thanks so much for that compliment. And thanks so much for calling in, Joey. Uh, Look for your episode. It will be airing very soon. Okay?
2: Okay. Bye-bye, Kathy. Thanks.
1: Bye. Hey, everyone. Thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode. If you want to follow the show, follow me at Strict Anonymous on Instagram or Twitter. That's at Strict Anonymous.